Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today here on Monday, December 18th, a week away from Christmas. And no, it is not super-duper exciting right now if you are a Philadelphia Phillies fan uh, because the Phillies have done absolutely pretty much nothing since sign Aaron Nola to a seven-year extension. And the Phillies haven't really indicated that they're going to do much more. Yes, they have met with Yoshinibu Yamamoto, but from what we understand, they're probably not really in play. It's really more like the the Yankees and the Mets, which we'll get to in a little bit. We'll update you on that. Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, like those are the three teams, and like that's pretty much it. And the, you know, the Phillies, Red Sox, and Blue Jays have also been reported uh, to to also be. Some teams like in the second tier of that, outside of the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, but outside of that, no real chance. So today you're going to get a double dose of what to expect from a player in 2024. We're going to do two players uh, for the segment, and so we're going to start off with that. It's pretty pretty much going to be the majority of the show. Then we'll get to a little bit around the MLB. Uh, around MLB, and then a little bit of this day in Phillies history. So nothing nothing too crazy today, just normal show, except you will get a double dose of what to expect from a player in 2024. So let's get right to it. First player. Since we did an offensive player last time, we did Alec Boehm, and if you want to hear the the last episode that I did talking about Alec Boehm, what to expect from him in 2024, go check out the last episode. But to start off today, Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman was quite literally the best reliever for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023. No doubt about it. He was not expected to be that guy, but he ended up being that guy. He ended up being one of those guys, at least. Jose Alvarado, probably still the best Phillies reliever that they have, and especially going into next year. But... Alvarado missed some time, and Jeff Hoffman, unexpectedly, especially by midseason, it was like, oh, this guy is actually has been really good for the Phils, and by the end of the season, he was the Phillies' best reliever, as far as the numbers go, not even close, and numbers for his career, I mean, you wouldn't even expect it from him. He's had some decent seasons for, I think he had some... Uh, couple of he had he had a good year for Cincinnati the year prior like he had a pretty good year but I don't know if he was hurt because he had 35 appearances and that's not like normal for a reliever 
Like usually you have more. Uh, but regardless, last year he blows all of his other numbers that he's had in his career out of the water. His 2.41 ERA is the lowest of his career. His almost 12 strikeouts per nine was 11.9 to be exact, highest of his career. And his 2.57 FIP, lowest of his career. Everything you know, you look at his his Statcast page, like everything is just expected ERA. Uh, expected WOBA against hitters, all that stuff, all the you know advanced metrics too, are just like top five percent of a major league baseball. Like it's top five, top three. Expected ERA two five two, top one percent of the league. So Jeff Hoffman was incredible in twenty twenty three, and you kind of wish maybe Rob Thompson would have used him in more high leverage situations you know, late in the postseason last year instead of going to Craig Kimbrell, but they went to Craig Kimbrell. Um, so 2023, Jeff Hoffman was the best, you know, one of the best relievers in baseball in the National League and then was the best reliever for the Phillies. So what to expect for him in 2024? Is it reasonable to expect the same type of season from Jeff Hoffman? Look, it's tough with relievers, and I knew this going in. Like, you know, it's 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 not easy to put expectations on relievers unless it's like Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman or anybody. I mean, because you can even go back to like Brad Lynch with the Phillies. Like, two thousand eight was incredible. It was literally perfect at save opportunities, and then the next year he was horrible. I'm pretty sure it was '09 he was horrible then. 2010 he was better but like my point is it's hard it's hard to gauge how a reliever really is going to uh, pan out year to year so let's try to do our best to expect what what we're going to expect from from Jeff Hoffman here in 2024 I think it's reasonable to expect a tad bit of regression looking at you know, the first whatever, how many, however many years of his career from 2016 to 2022, it's kind of all over the place, you know, some bad numbers, again, some, some good numbers last year, but before that really like mostly were bad numbers from, from 2016 to 2021, he had a 5.96 ERA for his career in 303 innings, like not good, play not good, but in 2022, better, probably the best season of his career. Through 35 appearances, 44 innings. And then last year, even better. So, it's... I will say this, though. I think, looking at the first six years of his career, I think it's reasonable to expect a tad bit of regression. And by, by, by regression, I don't mean like he's going to be absolutely horrible. I just mean maybe not one of the best relievers in baseball, but still a good reliever that you can, you know, you could trust in high leverage situations for the Phillies. Well, I'd be perfect, but we'll still be good. We'll still be a good reliever, not an elite reliever, but good reliever. I think that's what I'm not, I'm not saying he can't be that, but I'm saying that's what I think our expectations should be based on his career from the first seven to eight years of, uh, you know, his career in major league baseball. So reasonable to expect a, tad bit of regression but like I kind of alluded to there he should be expected also should be expected to be a high leverage guy for the Phillies next year he should be one of the guys that 
you should expect in a situation to, you know, in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, when the Phillies are only up by one run or it's a tight game or whatever, he should be one of those guys from the start next year. From the start, not just midseason. From the start, because you didn't know what you had in Jeff Hoffman. And by the end of the year, it's like, oh, he's he's actually been our best reliever. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball. Now you know going into this year that he should be one of your relievers that you know you're going to go to. So that's what I'm expecting from Jeff Hoffman coming into the next year. He should be, Rob Top should be going in saying, like, he's got to be one of my guys. He's got to be one of my guys. And the 2024 projections, according to Baseball Reference, it's like a 379 ERA in 57 innings. So, yes, regression. Like an ERA literally 130 below what it was last year or higher, I guess, technically. But worse. I don't... I think somewhere in between last year and what his projections are for next year, I think that's what we should expect from him. Like an ERA between 3-3 and 3-5. Like that's still good. That's still good. Not, not, uh, not, not like ERA close to four because I think that would be disappointed. And I think it'd be reasonable to be disappointed, you know, based off the year he had uh, in 2023. So let me know what you expect from Jeff Hoffman going into next year. Do you think... He is somebody that the Phillies should we should we expect him to be an elite reliever again? Let me know. I want to know your thoughts on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know your thoughts. Second player here, as you get your double dose of what to expect from a player in 2024. JT Romuto. JT had I don't want to say maybe he did have an underwhelming season in 2023 just compared to the season he's had prior and having the label of best catcher in baseball. When you had that label of best catcher in baseball, you know, there are expectations on you. There are expectations on you to perform to being the best catcher in baseball, whether that's, you know, hitting whatever, what, 25 home runs he's had. Uh, in the past, I think that was 2019, his first year with the Phillies, and being the best defense, one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, just being all around the best catcher in baseball. There are going to be those expectations for you there. So in 2023, he had closer to the 2020, uh, excuse me, 2021 year in terms of his offensive numbers. He had he had 20 home runs this year. He had, he had 252 average, a 310 on base. Uh, an OPS of 762, a 106 OPS plus in 2021, 17 homers, a 263 average. Uh, all the numbers in 2021 were, were all the numbers in 2023 were closer to those numbers in 2021. So uh, he had that he, in 2023, he had that year where he was a little closer to a couple of years ago, not the year he had in 2022 where he finished top 10 in MVP voting or even the year he uh, his inaugural year with the Phillies in 2019 where he had 25 home runs and made the all-star team and had some MVP votes and a gold glove and a silver slugger to show for it. But he did not have, have that type of year in 2023. So I think a lot of Phillies fans were, you know, there were some Phillies fans that were disappointed in him. I don't want to say disappointment was the word I'll use on JT. I'll just say that, you know, we're used to him being the best catcher in baseball, and he was not that last last year. So defense, 
also last year though. Number one in pop time. Still the best catcher in baseball as far as pop time goes. But if you look at something like catcher framing runs, negative 14 catcher framing runs, which is 62nd in baseball according to StatCast. He was not, he was horrible. That was like, like I said, 62nd on the leaderboards. Not even top 20, not top 30, not even in the top half. He was negative 14. And catcher framing runs is something that people look at nowadays. The the uh, you know the, something that people look at as far as uh, catcher defense goes. So is it the utmost most important thing? Maybe not necessarily, but if you are a lead at it, it's supposed to help your pitching staff staff out. It's supposed to help your your team out as far as winning baseball games go. And he was not good at that. Negative fourteen in catcher framing runs, sixty second. So what do we expect from J T Romuto in two thousand and twenty four? I think he's 32 years old right now, currently. I think he's 32, right? Just double-checking. Yep, 32. He's going to turn 33 this year, or coming up in 2024. You tell me, but I think it's reasonable to expect one more elite season at the catcher position from JT Romuto. One more. I think once you get to 34, 35, it's like, okay, he's getting older, you know, playing the catcher position could be a grueling thing for a major league baseball player. So I think it's a, it's reasonable to expect one more elite season, especially the contract he's on five years, 115 million. I'm pretty sure that's a record for a catcher. If not, it's up there. It's up there. I mean, probably, I'm sure Adley Rushman will get something higher than that. Um, I think it's reasonable to expect one more elite season. Whether it's something closer to the 2018, 2019, 2022 season from JT Romuto. I, I think it's it's reasonable to expect one more year like that from JT. One more year. 2018, he was elite. 2019, he was elite. 2022, like I said, top 10 in MVP voting uh, for that Philly team that went to the World Series. He was elite. He was all around elite. Offensively, power-wise, uh, speed. I mean, don't forget that, that this is somebody that has speed. I mean, he had 21 stolen bases in 2022. He had 16 last year. That's good for for a catcher. And that's not something he was necessarily doing in like the first five or six years of his career. He's done that lately with the Phillies, with uh, about almost like 50 stolen bases in the last three years. That's really good for a catcher. He's going to need. I I, I need all-around elite season from JT Romuto in 2024. Just one more. Then after that, like, you know, you're probably going to start to expect a little bit of regression, you know, as he gets older. And you, I know he's a strong guy, and he's he was formerly a quarterback in high school, I think. He's an all-around great athlete, but age is still a thing. So hopefully it, it doesn't catch up, maybe catches up to him later rather than, you know, like next year or this year. Hopefully not. But being an all-around elite catcher, I think, next year in 2024 is reasonable to expect from JT Romuto. But I want to know from you, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Follow me. Let me know what your thoughts are on JT Romuto. What did you think of his 2023 year? What do you think 
we should expect from him in 2024. What is reasonable to expect from JT Romuto heading into next year, as well as Jeff Hoffman? Give me both of those guys right there, right there. JT Romuto, Jeff Hoffman. What are your thoughts on both of those guys right there? As we head in to uh, to 2024, so. There it is, JT Ramuto, uh, Jeff Hoffman. Stay tuned for the next episode, or you know, a couple of the next episodes where we're definitely going to talk about uh, who, uh, you know, what to expect from each player. So we'll keep it going. So around Major League Baseball, Yoshinibu Yamamoto, somebody that Phillies fans are, somebody I want the Phillies really to sign. I really want the Phillies to sign him. But it doesn't sound like they will. It sounds like it's the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers. Those are the three teams. Yoshinibu Yamamoto met with the Mets and Yankees yesterday. Or I think yesterday. I want to say if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before. But he's recently met with the Mets and Yankees. And that was the second time I believe he met with both teams. So it sounds like those are the teams that he is, he is going to choose between. And... Um, you know, with Kodai Senga last year and the Mets' history of, uh, I don't, I don't know how many. What's their history of signing Asian Asian players? I'm, I'm trying to think of. I think the, I feel like the Yankees have a bit more history of signing. You know, the the Matsuis, the the um, who was the uh, Tanaka, right? Um, so maybe maybe the Yankees, maybe are the favorites. I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers did too. Just because the Dodgers, you know, with Otani and the way that they did their co- did his contract, so the Dodgers would be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, and Dodgers still wouldn't be surprised. Those are the three. But you've heard me talk about that. Yamamoto and who are the favorite? Well, I think are the favorites uh, enough for the last couple of weeks. Also in Major League Baseball, Lourdes Gurriel to the Arizona Diamondbacks resides with them after a stellar season. Uh, you know, being one of the key parts of that offense to get to the World Series. Three years, $42 million with the re-sign, re-signing to the D-backs was one of the, you know, it hasn't been like a huge free agent class as far as bats go. So Lourdes Gurriel was, you know, one of like the top 15, I think, offensive players that people were trying to see where he was going to go. And Gurriel goes back to the Diamondbacks three years $42 million resides with the team that he had a stellar season with last year. Tyler Glass now to the LA Dodgers in a trade. I don't know. I don't think I, I think I mentioned that there were, this was rumored last episode. I believe I did. If not, you know, I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it now. So Tyler Glass now to the Dodgers right after Shohei Otani uh, inks his deal with LA. So in the trade, the Dodgers get both Tyler Glass now, Manuel Margot, and Cash from Tampa Bay. And on the other side, the Rays get the uh, young prospect Ryan Pepio and outfielder Johnny DeLuca. So that's what the Tampa Bay Rays get in return for that trade. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think for the Dodgers, that's, I think it's a, an interesting trade just because, you know, I think it's a great trade for the Dodgers if Glassdale can stay healthy, but he has not proved to be that in the first three to four years of his career. And he is nasty. One of the nastiest curveballs in baseball. 
and he throws like a hundred. So uh, on his fastball, so it's he's nasty. The stuff is there when he's healthy, but the problem is the word there, healthy. He needs to stay healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, how that trade pans out for both teams, and you know what the Rays can do with pitching. Ryan Pepio being a young uh, up and coming prospect for the Dodgers, who I, I'm pretty sure got was like really a part of that rotation last season. So Pepio, yeah, I mean, well, well, not a big party. He had what eight, three starts. Never mind. I thought I thought he had more than that. But regardless, Pepio is supposed to be somebody uh, that the Dodgers were looking at to kind of uh, blossom into being somebody for them, you know, in the future. But now he will be for the Rays, and we know what the Rays can do with starting pitching. So. That's around Major League Baseball. This day in Philadelphia Phillies history, literally, it says, according to Broaden Patterson, that it happened on this day in. Sorry, we don't have any information on that topic today. So not it doesn't seem like anything really happened in this day in Phillies history, but there's always the transactions on this day and the board on this date. So in 1979, they released Jack Cusack. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, in 87, eight years later, they signed free agent David Palmer. Four years later, they signed free agent Mickey Weston on this day. Also on this day in 91, they signed the wild thing, free agent Mitch Williams. I believe he came over from the Cubs. I think that was the last team he was with before he signed with the Phillies. In 92, they signed the legend Larry Anderson. And he was a part of that 93 team. So was Mitch Williams, Larry Anderson, a legend in this city for being a player and a broadcaster. 98, signed free agent Tom Prince. 2003, signed free agent Roberto Hernandez. And in 2013, signed free agents Tony Gwynn Jr. and Roberto Hernandez. Not that Roberto Hernandez, formerly Fausto Carmona, which I thought was a much doper name. Why would you ever change your name? Just keep it Fausto Carmona. I don't know what the history there is. I'm not sure. 2016, traded Dan Otero to Cleveland for cash. Uh, in 86, or it was not 1986, in 1886, born on this date, 1886, Dummy Murphy. What a name. In 1897, Lance Richborg. 1902, Joe Buskey, 1906, Dick Kaufman, 1911, Coker Triplett. And almost 100 years later, 1997, happy birthday to Brandon Marsh. Because I don't think any of those other guys are alive. So, like, the only person I can say happy birthday to is Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh, Marshmallow, whatever your other nicknames are, happy birthday to you. And hopefully you have a great season in 2024. But more importantly, have a great day today. Happy birthday to Brandon Marsh. So there you go. This day in Philly's history. That's all I have for you today. As we get closer to Christmas. Love this time of year. So that's going to do it for me. Francisco Rojas. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. And I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.